This is Jasmine with Listen to Your Single Friend. We're going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the lonely. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited about this week's episode. Um, one of my listeners just hit me to something, and we're going to talk about that this week. But before we get into the hot mess, um, let's keep the conversation going on Instagram and Facebook. Listen to your single friend. Twitter is your single F-R-N-D. Make sure you tune into our accounts on Fridays for Screenshot Friday because it's lit. Um, also, listen to your single friend is a book. Make sure to sign up for the mailing list to get information on release dates, pre-orders, the whole nine. Go to the website, listen to your singlefriend.com. I am uploading these episodes to YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, even if you don't listen on YouTube. If y'all haven't noticed, there are no ads in my show. I am not getting paid for the show in any manner. So I'm trying to keep it that way, but you know, we'll see what happens. If I get some lit sponsors, y'all are going to get ads. Uh, but yeah, YouTube is a way that I can get ads um, if I get enough followers and subscribers. So go ahead and subscribe over there, even if you don't listen there. All right, guys, we are going to throw it back to last week's trivia. True or false? A survey asked, since the pandemic began, how's your sex life? 13% of people in relationships admitted to having less sex, whereas only 10% of single people admitted to having less sex. True or false? It's actually true. And I thought this was so funny when I saw this because I just feel like we assume the singles is struggling. Hell, I know I am. But we assume the singles are struggling due to the pandemic. But people in relationships are actually, according to this survey, struggling just a little bit more than we are. They admitted to having less sex and they are in relationships. They got people to be fucking on. You know, so I just wanted to give my single folks a little bit of perspective here, okay? We talk about trying to date in the middle of a pandemonium, and it's very hard, but shit ain't sweet on the other side either. So I just wanted to give you guys some perspective. Guys, it's time for the quote of the day. I am always going to start you guys off at the top of the show with some positive vibes. So this week's quote of the day is... Walk away from anything that gives you bad vibes. There is no need to explain or make sense of it. It is your life. Do what makes you happy. I just feel like that was a read <laughs> for everybody because, like, we have a tendency. I know I speak for myself. Like, I've been in situations where it's like, I'm going to fight through this. I can get through this. Like, I just wanted to show that I was strong and I could get through a difficult situation. But fuck that. Like, I had to learn to leave things that didn't serve me anymore um, and just find my sense of purpose and find my passion and just do what makes me happy. We only get one life, y'all. Nobody has time to be in situations that make us unhappy. If you needed a sign to leave that man alone, to quit that job, I don't know, to start that hobby, whatever the case is, this is your sign. Do what makes you happy. 
All right, guys, now it's time for goals and goofies. This is a segment where I tell you guys all about something that's trending or popular or anything related to dating, single life, relationships, whatever. Um, your goals this week, I'm so excited about this. Um, a friend came to me and told me this story about um, something that happened recently. So um, she was going on a date. And she had talked to the guy maybe, I don't know, three or four hours beforehand. Um, I think she had confirmed a date with him around two or three o'clock. She gets dressed. She's headed out. The date is planned for seven. She's headed out at about 6.30 um, or so. And she told him she's going to be a little bit late for the seven o'clock date. Um, and she doesn't get a response. And she's kind of noticing that um, the message, like, I guess she has an iPhone. I guess the message didn't go through. And so she sent it as a text message. Like, maybe, you know, he's don't have service, so I don't have service, whatever. Um, so then she arrives at the place and she realizes that, or I think she calls him and he's going straight to voicemail. So she realizes that he blocked her. After just confirming the date five or so hours earlier, he blocked her, y'all. Um, I was so frustrated for her, and I was just so, like, devastated for her. But she says, you know, I got dressed up, and I was looking cute, so I just went inside, and, you know, I sat at the bar and hung out, and I took cute pictures, and, you know, I still enjoyed my night. And I just want to give her ghost this week because I just, I love how empowered she was. Because I told her straight up, if that happened to me, I probably would have sat in the car and cried. Like, I'm just going to keep it 100 with you guys. Like, that would have been really upsetting to me. You're going to talk to me a couple hours, you know, before, and then you're going to just block me for no, why would you even take the time to, you know, schedule a date and then block me after? Like, it's sadistic. I just do not, oh, Shit like this makes me angry. Like, it really makes me angry with the men's. I'm sorry, y'all, but there is no justifying this. And this is not the first time I have told a story about a man who has ghosted someone before a date. But on this particular situation, she, you know, basically was driving or at the place when she realized that he blocked her. What the fuck? But I just really, it's this is goals because I just want to, you know, give her a shout out for, you know, not letting that dampen her night. He clearly has some issues. She clearly dodged a bullet. That is not the type of person she would want to be dating. He clearly likes integrity, morals, and just fucking sense. But she said, I look good and I'm going to go in here and hang out anyway. And honestly, she is better than me because I would have cried. I would have been really upset. But I just, I just love the strength that she showed in a moment that I feel like a lot of people would have been broken in. So that's your goals of the week. Fuck all the bullshit. Like, at the end of the day, you're a strong woman, girl. <laughs> now it is time for Goofies. This is a tweet that one of my producers sent me. And she said, it's the audacity for me. And so she posts a screenshot and it says, hi, Alex. Hope you're doing well. Would you mind letting me know what your Venmo is? The reason I ask, and since you and I won't be seeing each other anymore, it's only fair to ask for equal payment from you from the dates we went on. I believe it was three separate times we went out to bars slash restaurants where I paid for both of us each time. I'd say $35 is more than fair for your food and drinks that I got you during those dates. I view you as a fair girl. I hope you'll consider reimbursing me. Thanks. 
This is why I don't date broke men, okay? Dating is a gamble. We get dressed, we go out on dates, as my friend has shown, and things may not, you know, fare well for you. Men who make a huge ordeal out of paying for dates, I don't date these kind of men. I know what kind of man I want. I want a man who provides. I want a man who knows. I actually want to date. I want to show you a good time. Like, women are not transactional. Like, dating is, like, it's so transactional in some men's minds where it's like, I put in money and then I get back pussy. Like, it's just like, what are you doing? Like, because you're not dating anymore and didn't get a relationship out of it or didn't get sex out of it, now all of a sudden you want a fucking refund? Hell no. And second of all, three dates... And her half is $35? Are you serious? Where did you go? Where did you go where three dates is $35? And third, you really, really are asking her for $35 back. You are really that down bad. Are you fucking serious? I can't stand a... Ooh, it's just so bitch made. You're mad because it didn't go nowhere. She's going to ask her for a fucking refund. Refund me my fucking time. Refund me my fucking makeup. Refund me my dry cleaning bill. Fuck out of here. I, I am clearly fed up today. And this episode just started. <laughs> but I'm over it. This is some goofy ass shit. Don't date if you cannot afford to date. Y'all deserve to get clumped every single time for asking for refunds. You invested. You didn't get your return on your investment. Sorry to hear that. Don't do it again if you can't afford to lose $35. And then the gaslighting. I see you as a fair girl. I hope that you, I think it's fair to consider equal payment. Do whatever. Clown shit. She should have posted his full name because he deserved to get dragged. Y'all don't do this. This is goofy shit. Now it's time for our main segment. Guys, I typically <laughs> stay out of married people's business. Um, like, I like to follow love and relationship pages, but I just get annoyed when married people are, are like, always talking about single people and what we doing. Like, can you have friends who aren't single? Or do you take advice from your single friends? Like, shut up. <laughs> it's so annoying. Um and it's like single people are not out to get y'all and ruin y'all marriages. Like I really just, I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna do a married episode one day, but I really wish the division would stop. Um, and I also just feel like married people are always discounting what single people have to say sometimes, uh, because in some of their eyes, we have not arrived yet. And, you know, one of the driving forces for me to host this platform is, it's not the marital status of the person giving the advice that matters. Like a single person can very much call out abusive behavior or tell someone that they need to communicate better with their partner. Like when Cardi B got cheated on by her husband for the upteen time, I said that she deserves better. And married people were tweeting me like, that's her husband we don't know what they deal with so it's not for us to say excuse me i can say that a woman deserves better than being cheated on that has nothing to do with me not being married <laughs> but okay fine she don't deserve better the fuck like but i digress um it's just certain aspects of relationships are just not rocket science. Um, so for those aforementioned reasons, I try to stay in my lane and I usually make it a point to mind my single ass business. Uh, but I'm not going to do that today because I got some shit to call out. Okay. <laughs> so today's episode, I want to do um, a case study, if you will, about a particular married couple. 
There is a television series on Lifetime Network called Married at First Sight. And y'all, up until last week, I had never even watched an episode of this show. The funny thing is, um, man, this was like two years ago when they were filming in DC. Now I know. Um, but I actually started to fill the application out. And yeah, I started filling out the application of a show that I had never even seen before. <laughs> like my knowledge at the time was that it was just an experiment to connect single people. And the application really is as long and as detailed as the cast says it is. I am telling y'all. Um, and the questions were just like so personal. Um, like, you know, can you date someone who is not, you you know, of your religion, that sort of thing. But sometimes they'd even like take deeper dives, like, you know, uh, what, why did you break up with your last sex or, you know, relationships from past behavior, stuff like that. And you know, what's funny, I actually stopped filling out the application and I called my grandma, Gigi, who I mentioned in goals last week. Um, and I said, oh, I'm going to do this show. Like I'm filling out the application for this lifetime show. Again, I had never seen this. Uh, I had never seen the episode and Gigi shut that shit down. She said, hell no. And that was the end of that. <laughs> So uh, somebody hit me up about a week or so ago and told me that I really, really, really need to watch the current season of Married at First Sight. And in the current season is season 12 that's being filmed in Atlanta. I'm new to this series, guys. So if you are an OG fan, don't drag me if I get anything wrong, okay? <laughs> like, I'm still kind of figuring out this stuff and it's in the middle of the season. Um, but yeah, I personally think that I would make great TV. Um, and I do actually want to do like a single show eventually. Um, but the concept of this show, honestly, guys, it just was not for me. So I'm so glad that Gigi shut me down. In short, strangers get married. They go through this rigorous process and there's a sociologist, a psychotherapist, and a professional marriage coach that match them up with people. And they meet the person on wedding day. Literally, the man stands at the aisle, all their families are sitting there, and they meet each other for the first time when the bride descends the aisle. Um... I was blown <laughs> when I when I actually watched it. Like the show concept is wild as fuck <laughs> because the first thing on most people's minds is, am I even going to be attracted to this person? And we will actually get into that in a minute. But just to give y'all a scope of the show, after the marriage ceremony is over, they have the reception, meet each other's families, chit chat a bit, then they spend the night in their hotel suite with their new spouse. Um, then after that, they get flown on the honeymoon with the rest of the cast. After the honeymoon, they literally move in together, um, in an apartment that was provided by the show. Um, and then after two months, they decide if they want to stay married or not. According to my research, they cannot get the marriage annulled, which annoyed the fuck out of me. But like, I guess that's the concept of the show. Uh, cause in most states you can get a marriage annulled if it's only been like three months or six months, I think in most states. Um, but that's the show. Marry a stranger, see if it's hitting or not, divorce if you don't like them. And like, I guess the point of the annulment is to prevent like fuck shit happening or people just coming on the show uh, just to clout shit, just to um, clout chase. Except that's exactly what happened on this season. Guys, obviously this is a TV show. I, I, I don't really need to do a disclaimer, but I feel like it goes without saying. Um, so I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, some shit is just for ratings, but this show and this 
season has just been such a hot topic. I really, really wanted to give this couple goofies, but I just, as I was writing it, I just had so much shit to say. Um, and so I wanted to just do, we're just going to do the main segment. So consider this an extended version of the goofy segment, but you know, there are some very real learning lessons from, you know, this, this particular season, uh, that I think single people can actually have some takeaways from. So there is this black couple, which I'm like, dang, well, it always got to be the black folks, um, Chris Williams and Paige Banks. So they are married per the show's requirements, and they are a hot fucking mess. I'm getting ready to drag the fuck out of both of them because they're both dumbasses. So please, please just sit down, grab a drink relax because I'm about to go in. Um, I'm going to recap the scenes for non-listeners and I'm going to give my thoughts and then I'm going to share some of my takeaways for the single folks and what the learning lessons are here. So let's get into the fuck shit. <laughs> so in the first scene, the first, you know, official recap, Chris and Paige get married. They kiss at the altar. They go for a chat and realize that they have a lot in common on paper. Paige is an accountant and realtor. Chris either owns property or he's a realtor himself. I can't remember, but he is a business owner. Um, they are both very religious. His father and friends congratulate him and say she's beautiful. Her body's banging. At the wedding, Chris mentions honeymoon babies and asks Paige if she's a virgin and just asks her, you know, like a bunch of sexual questions. Um, Paige kind of, you know, she was she didn't really like react anything about his sexual questions, but she did feel like his energy was off a little bit, um, just in the way that he was dealing with her. Um, and then Chris tells Paige's friends that he typically goes for the trophy wife types and Paige is not his typical type. Boy, are you fucking serious? Everything that Chris mentioned up until the wedding at that point was about physical stuff. When they were just, before they even met, that's all he could talk about. Like, he was very materialistic, all about his appearances. Like, and I just felt like when he finally met Paige, he was just really inappropriate. And without saying it, I feel like Chris made it kind of obvious the moment, you know, Paige walked down the aisle that he didn't find her attractive, but he really liked her body. Like, he wouldn't even look in her face during their vows. Like, he just... I don't know. I just feel like he was very overly sexual and kind of like gross towards her. The takeaway here is some men are overfucked and under delivering. I have said this before, y'all, but those of us who are dating and we've experienced men like this from the get go, he is trying to assess like their sexual compatibility and he just met her. Like, he don't even know her favorite color and shit. <laughs> but this happens to a lot of us in real life. These come over and chill ass dudes who didn't even put in any effort, barely want to pick up the phone, don't want to try to get to know us at all. Like, the red flags be there early and they be bright and glaring. This is why I emphasize not only listening to a man, but watching his actions. Pay attention when you're dating. So in the next scene, Paige and Chris go back to their suite and they end up having sex that night and the next morning. Paige said at the wedding that she felt something was off. So my thing is, why sleep with him so quickly? Like at the point that she didn't even know, at that point she didn't even know like that what he told her friends or how he felt, you know what I mean? But she could feel something was off and she said as much. Like, this is just a glaring, like glaring, glaring um, example of why you need to trust your intuition. My thing for singles is check your horny at the door. Like, I am not slut shaming Paige and I've made it very clear on this show that, you know, I'm not about that life. Um, but the thing is, Paige just wanted the dick. 
at least at first, like, y'all, I am back on the apps this yeah, this past week I'm back on the apps or whatever. And I'll just be honest. It's some guys that I know ain't shit. And I match with them anyway. Because I don't have my horny in check. Like, I don't have this show so I can be modest or lie to y'all. So I'm just gonna keep it a stat, you know? Like, I'm looking for love and I am dating. But a bitch got needs, okay? <laughs> like, this guy liked my picture on Hinge. And I looked at his page. And he just had all the fucking me hat photos. Shirtless with his hot body. He did have a nice body. Um, but I honestly usually don't care for the meat hat shit, but one of his prompts was a random fact I love. And his response to the prompt was, I love pussy eating. Don't judge me. Ha ha. Ew, right? Like, normally this would give me the ick. <laughs> like, ew, it's giving me the ick right now that I'm repeating it back. Except in that moment, like, my lady bits and my brain were not on the same page that day. So guess who I started chatting with? Mr. Pussy Eater. <laughs> Now, I know myself very well, you know, and I honestly, even when I mastered him, I just had zero intentions of taking things off the act because uh, it's just really unbecoming in my eyes. And I'm more so the type that I'm going to backslide to old partners because I don't like to gamble on new dudes anyway, because that could be whack. But I digress. My point is, uh, sometimes we be knowing and sexual frustration is at an all time high for us singles right now because of you know, the fact that we are in a panini. Like, you know, a lot of us have, if we haven't been dating since before the pandemic, it's a year. Like, it is March 2021. The pandemic started in March 2020. Come on, guys. Like, we have to be honest about this. So, you know, it is what it is. I get sexual frustrating. Sexual frustrations are at a high right now. Um, but those red flags be glaring loudly. <laughs> and, and I don't think that, you know, the men will be upset, but I don't think that women are as bad as men are. Um, but we definitely make decisions with our other body parts too. So Paige didn't know that he wasn't into her yet, but she still wanted to dig and just make some crazy ass decisions within the first 12 hours of even being with Chris. And it's just like, yeah, these men have a lot of fucking nerve commenting on our bodies all the time, being vulgar, making passes for sex, you know, not even trying to make make an emotional connection, but sometimes we be with the shits. Go off, sis. <laughs> but do you, and just make sure you move wisely. So in the scene after that, it's the morning after the wedding. Chris says he's going to get food for them, and he was gone for almost two hours. He returns. He's kind of downtrodden. Um, he cries. He says, you know, he had a panic attack, and he needed space. He admitted to Paige in that moment that he did not find her attractive, that she was not her typical type. First of all, I'm pissed the fuck off that his bitch ass didn't bring her back no food. I was like, you really gonna come back two hours later empty-handed? You could at least brought me some food. <laughs> then he fucked her twice and said he didn't like her anymore. Like, it was at that moment that Paige, like, should have got her shit and left. You really slept with her twice, dude, and then went to cry because you think she ugly? Like, I don't even think Paige is bad looking. I do wish I could see some, you know, better hairstyles on her but she's not even bad looking like and he just treated her like a sex style and i just feel like that was super trash like you're really gonna smash like smashed and dashed by your own damn husband like the math do not be mathing some men will literally fuck anything with a pause and yes men will fuck you if they don't like you or find you attractive don't confuse a man's attention with genuine 
interest. For Paige to even question that he would do that and not find her attractive just shows, in my opinion, her naivety. And I just wanted to be clear, it's 100% okay for someone to not be interested in or attracted to you. Um, but it is not okay to allow them to continue to have access to you after they admit this. And some of y'all are about to be mad, but here is what it is. This lesson is just not about sex. Some men will say shit like, I'm not looking for a relationship or I just want to see where things go. And y'all been dating for six months. He doesn't have to verbally say he's not interested. Paige broke down all the signs from the day before of his lack of interest. She could feel the disconnect from him before they even got back to the suite. She knew and she did not trust her gut. Instead, she let him get in her guts. <laughs> like, this is what had her looking foolish the next day. A man doesn't have to spell shit out for you, ladies. The signs are sometimes there often before the sex even happens. And he doesn't have to spell it out and say, I am not interested in you, but I still want to fuck you. It will not kill us to hold off a few days or a few weeks with a new guy we are dating just, be just to be sure that he's truly into us. So after that, the cast has to meet with the parents before they go on their honeymoon and they sit down for a chat with the with their spouse's parents, just them and the spouse's parents, um, since they didn't get much time at the wedding. So Paige meets with Chris's people um, and she tells them what happened, basically how he fucked her twice and, you know, didn't um and then said the next day he was unattracted to her so chris's mom goes on to say that maybe chris had been drinking chris's dad expresses disappointment and um chris gets upset with Paige and says that she's his wife and that's between now and he was upset because she talked to his parents about his sex life and he said that he's never had to do that and he cries and Paige com she comforts him in that moment again boy fuck you chris is a manipulative little bitch and he is more upset about the sex thing than the fact that he literally fucked and dumped this girl Paige is looking for people to support her and she's trying to get some understanding since chris really won't give her any clarity on if they're going to keep moving forward so she asked the people who knew him the best and also fuck his mama because she really sat in Paige's face and said maybe he only slept with you because he was drunk and Paige said exactly what we was thinking was he drunk this morning too <laughs> that's what the fuck i thought like there is no excuse or justification for this raggedy ass behavior and the worst part is chris's dad is just as vulgar and filthy as he is his dad also mentioned on the wedding day that he wanted grandkids pretty quickly and that being a good wife means having sex like, it is really really disgusting but him and his father mirror each other in behavior but even chris nasty daddy addressed him and he comforted Paige and he showed his disappointment he did not make excuses for chris and he said i hope that i didn't raise a son who would do something like that chris mama trifling ass really sat there and Paige face and did this and made excuses like blown my takeaway here is, and I have said this before, but meeting a man's family don't mean shit. Sometimes these men's families are just as trifling as they are, or even worse. Chris acts just like his daddy, and his lack of accountability comes from his mama. She enables him and makes excuses for everything that he does. Like, she even said, you know, I don't want to make excuses for him, but, and then proceeds to make a motherfucking excuse. Girl, gone with your sorry ass and your sorry ass on. Ugh. A man's family has zero loyalty to you. That's the point that I'm making. And, you know, I have male friends and family members where I've met multiple women they're dating in a very short time span. Every time I saw them, those girls didn't mean shit. And we, the family, knew it. 
But the girls, sometimes the women were just so geeked they were meeting the family and they thought that meant something. No, use meeting a man's family as a chance to do recon on him. Ask all the questions and pay attention to the family dynamics. So after that, Chris and Paige go on their honeymoon in Vegas with the rest of the cast. Chris starts acting weird and says he has something to tell her. Then he says, never mind. So Paige storms out because she's getting pissed off and the producers break the fourth wall and they ask him what's up. He eventually pulls Paige into um, the bathroom and he makes her take off her mic. So when Paige like re-enters or whatever the hotel suite, she's clearly upset and we don't find out until Paige goes to another cast member, Brianna, and tells Brianna that Chris's, fian- Chris's ex-fiance is six weeks pregnant. Paige doesn't know what she's going to do. Later, they go to dinner and he tells Paige that he is um, starting to be spiritually attracted to her and she's his wife and she comes before the baby and the baby mama. Paige is receptive to this. So Chris admitted that he was engaged like three or four months prior to the show. So the cast like basically started putting two and two together at that point because they were realizing like he was still sleeping with his ex when he started the Mary at first sight vetting process, which I'm not surprised by this at all. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to figure out what's with all the fucking theatrics. Like, is he 12? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, it's just a lot of drama. Like, he acts like a little baby. Like... And I don't think I mentioned this yet, but Chris is 27. I think Paige is either 27 or 28. We're talking about full-blown adults, okay? Paige falls to the okie doke, wants to stay committed to her vows, and I just cannot fucking deal. Like, I feel like it was at this point that I truly, truly started, like, I stopped feeling bad for Silly Goose Paige because, like, are you serious, girl? I think it was at this point I started getting a bit angry with her. Like... I don't really have like a learning lesson or a takeaway from this scene because fuck this bullshit. Chris is a fucking child. Paige, again, should have packed it the fuck up. This man got a baby that just got put in the oven. They've been married for three whole days. One minute she ugly and he crying. Now she got to deal with a fucking baby mama. It is very ghetto. Like abort mission goofy ass Paige. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. The fuck? Actually, I do have a takeaway. Chris keeps giving lip service, but he is not putting the fuck up. Like, he is leading her on and on. And this should sound familiar to the single people. This happens in dating This happens in dating a lot um, when a man says that he's going to commit or he says he's going to stop playing games or he says he hears your concerns and he'll step it up and stop doing whatever it is that you don't care for and then he does none of the things the only thing worse than getting your time wasted is wasting your own time so the couples all go on dates Paige and Chris um, have to sit there with other couples while they talk about how much they're getting along. Chris tells them that he owes them no explanation, but admits to the baby news. They are all very, very supportive of Paige, and Chris storms away and cries because he feels like everyone is supporting Paige, not supporting them as a couple. At guys' night, one of the guys, Eric, says, hey, you need to basically man up with Paige. She's in it for the long call. She really cares about you. Chris gets offended that Eric keeps telling him to man up and says he is manning up. And him telling Paige what happened is him manning up. 
Um, they go on and they surgeon the next day, and then the ladies get the chance to address Chris. Virginia, who is married to Eric, basically says that he should be doubling down on his support for Paige. He says that he is, and he feels like they're being fake with their support of he and Paige's marriage. Virginia asked, you know, how has he stepped it up for Paige? Because he claims that he's, you know, has stepped it up. And he said that he told her about the kid. He says they need to mind their business. And then him and Virginia argue. Virginia goes to Paige and says that she supports her decisions and basically says, if you as my friend want me to fall back, I will. Kristen runs up on Virginia and says that she is still not minding her fucking business and not to talk to his wife. He tells Paige basically that it's time to go or, you know, do you want her in your face like this? And Paige just says, let's go. And they head back to the car where Chris admits that he is about to start drama with the cast because he's upset that they confronted him and proceeds to scream at them for the rest of the ride home. Again, Chris is a little bitch, a grown ass little bitch. He literally cries and pouts and throws a motherfucking tantrum when he gets caught out. Anytime somebody tries to hold him accountable for anything that he does, he wants to throw a fucking tantrum and cause a scene. Virginia is the only one of the fucking cast who had the balls to go toe to toe with Chris and call him out on his bullshit. Virginia is the only one who stood up for Paige. Paige didn't even stand up for Paige. If he was truly supportive of Paige, he would have been stepping it up, you know, assuring her, showing her he cares, gifts, massages. I don't know how, but he wasn't doing any of that. He wasn't doing anything. And that is all Virginia and Eric have been saying. Make her feel secure and wanted because all you've done is put her through some bullshit. From the second they got married, she has not had a good moment. And it was for sure at this point that I stopped feeling bad for Paige. She is emotionally abused. And honestly, y'all, it's giving me battered wife tease. Like, she doesn't even try to stick up for yourself. Like, And, and it's just so frustrating because I want to shake the fuck out of her. Like, love yourself, girl. Damn. Like, Chris has done nothing but make her feel, like, bad since the moment they got married. Other than sleeping with her behind closed door and telling her she got a fat ass. That's it. He's done nothing. Virginia was being a good friend, in my opinion, to Paige, and, you know, she basically said, I'm willing to support you however you want me to, and the fact that Paige just let Chris kind of go in on Virginia, who was defending her, I feel like that was just the weakest shit I have ever witnessed, like, Paige is only Chris's wife when Chris is trying to be manipulative, so to scurry behind him like some, I don't know, like a mouse, like a fucking slave, like, girl, are you fucking serious? Stand up for yourself, fuck him. Y'all, let me relax. I'm on 10. <laughs> I just, oh, it got me hot, okay? My takeaway here um, was sometimes your friends see things that you are too blind to see. We talked about this on the um, what, a, what About Your Friends episode that I did with Melanie and Michelle. Sometimes we have on our rose-colored glasses when we're dating someone, and our friends may peep things that we either don't see or don't want to see. And this is why I hate the whole don't listen to your single friends thing. Like, it's clear as day that Paige is being emotionally abused. Being single has nothing to do with my ability to assess this situation. And I just feel like too often men who are users will say shit like, you know, your friends are hating or they're fake or they don't support us. They just want us to, you know, be ruined. Just to tap into that insecure girl's mind that it's us against the world. Like, real friends want to support you and they want to see you happy, especially in your relationship with your significant other. So, like, 
don't assume that a friend has the worst for you when they notice something or point something out for you. And I just feel like the men who got out of their way to ostracize a woman from other people, it's just classic abuser tactics of isolation. Listen to your friends, single or not, listen to your friends. And some women so badly want to have a man that they will put up with whatever bullshit to feel worthy. You are worthy as is without the validation of a relationship. And that is one of the many reasons that I started this platform. You can seek love and still stay true to yourself. Loving yourself is the most important part of being a good partner. And Paige doesn't have any love for herself at all. Like, I don't know if we're going to call Chris a narcissist or a sociopath or just a clout chaser. He's something. But he is for sure emotionally abusive and manipulative. And no woman deserves to be treated like this. I am not victim blaming women who encounter men like Chris. I just want to empower women to know that they deserve better than some shitty ass behavior like this. I say this often. You can tell how a woman feels about herself by the way she lets men treat her. So in the next scene, Chris apologizes for his tantrum um, at a dinner that they had that night with the rest of the cast. Says he wants Paige to pray over him. Eric and Virginia show up late. Eric says, you know, please come to me. Don't come to my wife. Don't get in her face or yell at her like that again. Chris gears up to fight Eric and then they're separated. Like, how many times do I need to say that Chris is bitch-made? Like, if he was truly apologetic, he would have received what Eric was saying. Chris was absolutely rude and disrespectful to Virginia. And Eric did what any married man, any man, period, should have done. He defended his wife. Don't get in a woman's face and act crazy. He, Chris is a fucking drama queen and he has like really chaotic energy around him and then Paige again sat there with her goofy ass and was defending him like the constant use of religion to keep Paige in line is is almost blasphemous at this point it also frustrated me because Brianna and Vincent are a couple who claims to be friends with Chris and Paige they are actually one of my favorite couples of this cast but I feel like they be enabling the fuck out of Chris and Paige my takeaway here is this is just another example of paying attention to people's friends and family. Like some men, especially black men, are used to being coddled and enabled their entire lives. Vincent and Brianna are the mind our business type of friends. And that is just really disheartening because like I really do like them. Um, but I don't want people around me who call themselves my friends seeing me be emotionally abused and keeping quiet about it in my circle because they feel like it's not their business. It is your fucking business if that's your friend. Like I don't feel like Brianna ever empowered Paige one time to stop allowing herself to be treated like crap. It was just kind of like, dang, girl, that's crazy. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> like, I just feel like she was so passive every time she talked to Paige. And Vincent, not one time, checked Chris on how he keeps fucking Paige over. What Eric said earlier was true. You do need to step up. You do need to stop treating um, Paige like shit. I needed Vincent, someone who claims to be supportive of their marriage. I need Vincent to be stepping it up. And I just want to be clear, Chris is solely responsible for his abusive behavior. But when we create environments where abusive and problematic people are not shamed or called on their shit, we are enabling that behavior. Some people are allergic to accountability, but to sit here and be quiet while a person carries on this way is complicit. I said what the fuck I said. And can I just quickly add, and don't drag me religious folks, but 
church boys are some of the worst. <laughs> like that whole pray for me thing with Paige and how he says he's, he says at one point he's growing spiritually attracted to her now. Fuck all that. Like people tell me all the time, oh, you should go to church to find a man. Honestly, my personal theory is that most of the single men at church are either sleeping around and sowing their oats or they're gay or they just got some other social or mental issues going on. I'm sorry. That's just how I feel. Um, and you know, I'm going to do an episode specifically dragging purity culture because I hate it. But in short, the men at church were not told to keep their pants, you know, on, they were not told to keep it in their pants. They're not told not to sleep around. It's only the women who are, you know, God wants you to be pure and God wants you to do this and that. So we supposed to be virgins to men who have literally been having sex for the last 10 years. Like it's very hypocritical, um, of what, like, what is it? Proverbs 23rd. Y'all don't be mad at me. I think it's Proverbs 23rd. Every, I see this on a lot of women's bios. I want to be a Proverbs 23rd woman. Um, hold on. Let me look it up. Cause I feel like y'all going to drag me if I get this wrong. Proverbs, Proverbs 31. <laughs> Cause I feel like people is going to come for my neck on that one. Like, I just feel like people are so hypocritical about, you know, being a Proverbs 31 woman and how a woman is supposed to be and what a wife is supposed to do. Well, the men do whatever the hell they want. Women will be single talking about this is what I want to do when I get into marriage and men be single and doing whatever the hell they want to do. Cause they're single men. And then they want virgins, but they've been having sex for all these years, but they feel like they're entitled to virgins or they're entitled to women who are pure or celibate because that's what a wife is supposed to be. They're supposed to keep it pure. That is very ghetto. <laughs> like, to my church girls, you deserve a husband who is actually committed to his faith, like, and not one that picks and chooses based on what he feels like following. Chris is acting like everything but a child of God. And that is on Mary, okay? I would also like the record to show that Chris was a follower of Heather Lindsay and Cornelius Lindsay, some Instagram pastors from Atlanta that literally came up under Creflo Dollar and got, they have a huge following, but now they're in the middle of a spiritual and financial investigation for basically stealing money from the church and scamming their followers and taking their money. So is it really a shock? that Chris is a scammer too. Before they leave Vegas, Chris tells Paige he may still be in love with his ex and possibly wants to get back together. He does not want another man raising his kid. Paige has already expressed being okay with playing stepmom. And at dinner, Chris said that she would come first. So she is confused. When they return home to ATL, Chris books a flight to Chicago and says he needs space. Paige moves into their apartment by herself. Chris shows up later off camera and tells Paige that he wants a divorce and is getting back with his baby mama. Dr. Kyle, the, um, he's a relationship coach and he's also a pastor. He checks in on each couple, um, at their new apartments and Paige is there by herself with Dr. Kyle and she gives him the rundown. And Paige does admit that they continued to have sex up until uh, Chris didn't come back from Vegas with her, and it has been unprotected. She did confirm that she just got her period, though. Chris shows up late for the therapy session with Dr. Kyle, and he confirms that he has been seeing a divorce attorney, and he does want a divorce. After Dr. Kyle left, he leans over to Paige and whispers to her um, that he's scared he's going to fall in love with her. <sighs> Paige is pathetic. 
She's so pathetic. And again, is there another word I can use? Because uh, I just feel like it needs to be said over and over that Chris is a little bitch. Like, I am so sad that she had to move in by herself. But at what point do you have enough? You know what I mean? Like, when Chris told her about the divorce, she called the producers and she went the fuck off. This was on camera. The producer actually recorded... Um, her phone on speakerphone with Paige on the other end going off. And she was saying, fuck him, fuck this shit. Girl, where is that energy when Chris is in your motherfucking face? Chris literally sat there and grinned and giggled during the therapy session. Paige is clearly hurting. She's clearly dealing with some internal issues and issues caused by you. Like, I just wanted to punch him in his smug fucking face. Like, is it is fame and clout really that important for you to be getting on TV acting foolish like this and embarrassing this girl and your friends and your family? And she keeps using religion to justify this. Paige just said multiple times that she took her vows and she wants to stick by them. I'm sorry to my married listeners, but fuck that shit. No one needs to be putting up with emotional abuse and bullshit. She only known him for a week. Literally, all she knows is trauma, and I feel like that's just trash, and I honestly do feel like religion has a lot to do with the fact that she's letting this happen to her, but I'm gonna cap that there, because I don't want the religious folks mad at me, um, but I just feel like she's gotten nothing but hard dick and headaches from Chris, and it's like, get some fucking self-esteem, Paige. Like, at first, I wanted Paige to get a do-over, but Paige don't need a do-over. She needs some therapy, <laughs> This is like my last takeaway before I wrap up. But men who send you missed messages and leave you confused, they do not want you. They don't care about you or your feelings. He's playing games. Singles, we have seen this time and time again. A man who's just doing maintenance, texting you every week or texting you every day, but not planning dates. Or someone who is talking to you all the time, but he's last minute as fuck and wants to say tonight on Friday night, oh, you want to go grab drinks? And it's like treating you like an afterthought, you know? Or he's giving you in a relationship experience but he isn't committing or he's just treating you like he doesn't like you and then he's dropping little breadcrumbs just to give you like a slimmer of hope go back and listen to episode 11 what are we find your voice and do not let anybody lead you on or treat you less than I am probably not going to do another main segment on this. I just really had a lot to say today, but I may do a follow-up and goes and goofies um, about them. For those of you that care, um, the next episode, Chris's ex-fiance slash baby mama is going to meet with him and Paige. Again, this is my first time watching this series, but this shit is clearly stupid as fuck and for ratings. Like, it's completely absurd. Paige is crazy meeting with this woman. Plus, if I was a baby mama, I would be embarrassed. Like, I wouldn't want to date a man who lacks integrity to this degree, to the degree of signing up for a show, knowing we're still messing around, and then treating his match like shit. Like, this is embarrassing. He can't even treat a woman he's not attracted to with common decency. That's not a man of integrity. And um, also, just want to throw out there, this show obviously recorded last year, um, and it's airing now. Um, and according to the internet, Chris's fiance was not pregnant at all, and there is no baby. So it sounds like the ex might be a clout chaser too. So I don't know. Do what y'all want with that info. This whole thing is very ghetto, and Chris needs his ass beat. And that is my final thought on that.
Chris is a horrible person, but Paige has low self-esteem. And it's just so sad seeing her go out like this and doing this to herself. Like, she's just so thirsty for love and marriage that she's willing to put up with whatever. Like, my goal is to destigmatize singleness being a bad thing for this very reason. And this does affect the church girls a lot more because they're literally raised from birth to prioritize being a wife. A, a lot of us are. Being single is just so much better than being in a miserable relationship. Being single is not a bad thing. You are not validated solely by your relationship status. And I hate, you know, I say this all the time. I hate when people tell single people, will work on yourself. But in this case, that's necessary. <laughs> Even being in a good relationship where you are cared for and supported, it's not going to heal you. It'll help, but it's not going to heal you. If you are insecure before a relationship, you will be insecure while you're in one too. You deserve love that builds and heals, but you have to give that to yourself too. It's tough out here, but don't be so desperate for partnership that you lose yourself in the process. Fuck Chris. Do better, Paige. We're going to end it there. <laughs> Ooh, that was a ride, y'all. <laughs> I need to come down a little bit. I need a drink. <laughs> okay. It is time for your dating tip of the week. Uh, keep your expectations low. I feel like a part of dating is, you know, it sucks because you're always gets, getting disappointed um, because things aren't faring the way that you want them to. But I think a part of that has to do with the fact that we have such high expectations and we go into situations thinking, okay, X, Y, and Z needs to happen and it needs to happen in this order. This was actually advice that someone gave me. Just go with the flow. If he calls, he calls, girl. Go with the flow, okay? Keep your expectations low. It's time for Down in the DMs. This is the segment where you guys send me text messages, emails, um, DMs on social media, and ask me uh, for advice on certain subjects. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at listen to your single friend at gmail.com. Put down in the DMs in the subject. So this week's letter is from um I don't have a name this week. Harriet. <laughs> um, I never have a name. Somebody just send me a list of girl and boy names so I can like have them at the ready. Um, it says, hey, Jasmine, I am struggling right now to get my family together. Mainly my mom um, to like my boyfriend. We've been together for three years, but we did have a slight break in the middle. I didn't tell my mom the whole story of why, but he cheated. She doesn't know. But ever since we got back together, my mom never wants to go to dinner with us and doesn't engage with him when I bring him to events and cookouts or, you know, whatever the case. Does she low-key know why we broke up? And if so, how do I get her to like him again? <sighs> Thank you, Harriet, for the letter. Um, yeah, this is a little bit to unpack because here's the thing. Your mom probably does know, or if she doesn't know, she probably has an inkling that he just, in some capacity, is just not treating you well. Um, and honestly, when you guys broke up, she probably thought like, damn, finally you broke up with him. Your mom probably thinks that you can do better than this guy. And, you know, I'm not going to judge you for taking him back because he cheated, but he did cheat. You know what I mean? So it's like, your mom is not particularly wrong. <laughs> um, 
But, you know, I just think that she probably has some sort of inkling that he's just not the right guy for you, even if she doesn't know. And she probably thought that, oh, they're over. Finally, she's going to move on to a guy that she deserves or somebody, you know, that's going to be a better match for her, um, for you. Um, at this point, if she don't want to hang with him, I would just sit her down and have a conversation. It's just be like, hey, I noticed you don't, you know... Um, you don't want to link with us as much. If you think that he's going to be a um, long-term partner. I mean, you guys did get back together. But, you know, if you think that this is it and it's going to be marriage and you guys are on the up and up and there's not going to be any more cheating, then it's time to sit down and have a talk with mama and just be like, okay, you know, me and him are back together. I'm just noticing a change in behavior. What's going on? And just give her a chance to speak and say her piece, you know, but be prepared that it may just be that she don't fuck with him no more. Um, knowing or not knowing that he cheated and you're just going to have to navigate that going forward. For some people, they're okay with the fact that their family doesn't really fuck with their partner. I know my family is really important to me. So I would like some buy-in from my family, um, especially if they have reasons not to like the person. <laughs> um, I do caution people people just in general to be careful what you tell specifically your family because if you tell your family how so-and-so got you all kinds of fucked up and then you take so-and-so back they're gonna be looking at you funny for one but on two when they see that person they're not gonna like them anymore that person is fucking you that person got you gifts that person apologized to you your family didn't get to see that side all they know is that so-and-so treated you bad and they don't like that and so if you know that you're going to be getting back with somebody who didn't do, you know, what they were supposed to do with you. I just really caution people in general, don't go crying all to your friends and, oh, he treated me so bad and did all this and that. Because <laughs> if I know that a man had a side baby on you and then you get back with him, I'm just going to be like, fuck him. You know what I mean? How no, I'm not going to want to hang out with him. I don't want to do brunch. And then I'm looking at you like, are you serious? You know, you deserve better. But, you know, I don't know how much your mom knows, but I do think that she knows that you deserve better. So if you think that this is going to be long-term, you're just going to have to be prepared for what her response is going to be because she may just not like him. And it just may be what it is. And all you can ask is that your mom respect your decision and getting back with him. And she respect that you want him around. And you can ask that she respect him hey if she don't want to talk to him you know at the functions or whatever then it is what it is but just ask that she be respectful towards him but you might have to hang it up for the dinners and whatnot sis thank you harriet for your letter all right guys now it's time for trivia typically dating specialists suggest waiting until the blank date to cook someone dinner at home? Is it the second date, the third date, the fifth date, or the ninth date? You'll have to find out on next week's episode. All right, guys, it has been a fun week. Um, I enjoyed this episode. Um, I hope you guys did too. I have a challenge for you guys this month. Um, I had asked a question on all the social media pages and I asked, um, how many dates have you been on in 2021? 
So we're going to do a March challenge, y'all, because the amount of zeros that I got was ridiculous. I admit I have not been on a date in 2021 yet, but I'm already, like I said, back there on the apps being nice. Uh, I know it's hard, but I just really want you guys to get out there. Like there is no reason to be sitting around and just hoping, you know, that the guy pops up at your door. Like some people said they haven't dated since before the pandemic even happened. Guys, get out there. It is just a date, okay? So March challenge, I need y'all to go on at least one date this month, okay? I'm gonna follow up with y'all on this. So don't forget, March challenge, one date, just one. So that wraps the show up. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you run up my reviews, my ratings. Y'all have been sending me some sweet messages. Put those on Apple um, and review the show. Send me ratings. Um, The show is probably going to hit 3,000 with this episode drop. The Instagram page is probably about 15 follows from hitting 1,000. So I'm super, super excited. This show is growing. And you guys have just been awesome and supportive. This is episode 15. I am excited. Love you guys. I'll talk to you guys next time. Hey.